Hello and welcome to the Potential Psychology Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Jackson, and it's my mission to share the science of human behaviour in a practical, fun and inspiring way. In each podcast episode, I interview an expert from the fields of psychology, well-being, leadership, parenting or high performance. I pick their brain to uncover what they know about living well, what tips do they have for you and I, and I quiz them about how they apply their expertise in their own life. Join me as we discover simple, science-backed ways to live, learn, flourish, and fulfil your potential. Hello, Ellen here, coming to you from the Australian Podcast Awards. This is a special little episode, mid-season, something of a surprise for you today, because I thought, well... We've been nominated as a finalist in the Best New Podcaster category. Why not celebrate that? And I'm saying tonight, not only is it an opportunity to, I suppose, celebrate our achievements as a team and the podcast itself, but podcasting more generally and all the little things that I'm going to learn. I have so many exciting new podcasts that I'm going to investigate further on the basis of what I've learnt about them this evening and I'm going to share that with you too. And what an amazing night it was. I am now back in the studio, also known as a small meeting room here at Platypus Coworking in Ballarat, and the sad news is that we didn't win the award for Best New Podcaster, but we did make it to the top six of 66 entries, I discovered, and that feels pretty amazing and also very encouraging for a newbie podcaster. The Best New Podcaster Award went to stages with Peter Ayres, and I have to say his acceptance speech was so fabulous that any disappointment on my part really quickly disappeared. Also, our category was announced just before the midpoint intermission break and our opportunity to eat, drink and mingle. So I did rather appreciate the opportunity to relax and enjoy the eating, drinking and mingling and the second half of the evening without having to worry about getting up on stage and doing the talking thing. So what did I learn at the Australian Podcast Awards that I can share with you? Well, firstly, I've discovered a whole wonderful new selection of Australian podcasts for both your and my listening pleasure. And I'm going to share a snippet of these with you in a moment. But I also learned that there are so many different ways to create a podcaster. And I have to admit, I sort of launched into this myself with minimal exposure to other podcasts, probably. I knew I enjoyed the medium, but I hadn't listened widely. And this has really opened my eyes up to just how many different types of podcasts there are. So ways to create them, different styles, different formats, different ideas, different content. And Australia is doing them all. There were entirely self-funded, self-produced solo ventures such as the Richards Report by Ted Richards, who I did have the pleasure of meeting a week or so ago and sat next to for much of the evening on Saturday. And the Richards Report is an investment podcast that not only looks at the financial side of investing, but also at the behavioural side of investing, which obviously as a psychologist really interests me. And it has a bit of a sports and performance flavour as Ted is a former AFL premiership player. And Ted does all of the work himself for this podcast. And the Richards Report was a finalist in the business and marketing category. So 
you can be a solo effort or at the other end of this spectrum, there were seven awards won on Saturday night by ABC Radio Podcasts. And for our listeners from elsewhere other than Australia, the ABC is our national broadcaster. So plenty of people in there with plenty of audio experience. And we sat in the audience and we watched as teams of ABC people, including hosts and writers and producers and sound engineers, all got up on stage to give their thank yous when they won their very well-deserved awards. They produce wonderful and diverse podcasts, including some things that I had never considered, like fiction podcasts. Did you even know that there are fiction podcasts? I did not. They're like little audio books, except they were never actually books. They've just gone straight to audio. And one of those, in fact, the winner of the Fiction Award on the night is a delightful series called The Fitzroy Diaries, which is produced by ABC Radio National. And this little audio fiction series comprises just eight 13-minute episodes. And it's written and narrated by Lauren Clark, and it tells the fictional stories of the people of Fitzroy, which our Melbourne listeners will know is now a very uber hipster inner city suburb of Melbourne. But when I was growing up in that city in the 70s and 80s, it was definitely not like that at all. So it's got a really interesting and diverse history. And here's a little sneak peek of the Fitzroy Diaries. But me, I just walk. With a baby strapped to the front of me and Max finally home, coaxing a four-year-old out of the bath. And I think... I think of some things I love. I love crisp sun and banana smoothies and how gumboots make you walk like a kid again. And I love the way you can tell from a distance that a person is eating a corn chip because of how that person is sideways posting the oversized ones into their mouth. And I love the funny woman tram driver who's sometimes on the 96 tram and the miraculous, ludicrous science of rainbows and condensation from warm inside talking and flannelette sheets and winter and apple pie and a friend arriving and daytime pyjamas and you. It's absolutely delightful. And aside from entertaining fiction podcasts, there were plenty of podcasts for the learners amongst us that won awards on Saturday night. If you're a lover of science, and you may well be, given that you're listening here to us, you may be familiar with Science Friction with Natasha Mitchell, which is also produced by ABC Radio National. But on the question of science, are science and politics becoming, well, increasingly estranged as politicians steer away from taking scientific advice or using it when they're making key decisions. My three guests, all scientifically trained, are actively interested in what happens in the corridors of power. And while there seem to be plenty of lawyers and economists in government, where are the scientists? At last count, 16 out of 226 MPs in the upper and lower house, that's just 7%, had science-related qualifications. Science Friction won the Science and Medicine Award and it is science meets culture meets everything else you want to know something about. 
So it's hosted and produced by award-winning science journalist, presenter and podcaster, Natasha Mitchell, who was previously host of All in the Mind, which is another ABC program and now podcast, currently presented by Lynn Malcolm. And All in the Mind was also nominated in the science and medicine category. And if you don't listen to that one, it's also worth tuning into. So science and medicine, there were two picks from me. One is Science Friction, the winner with Natasha Mitchell, and the other is All in the Mind with Lynn Malcolm. A second area of learning close to my heart is small business and business startups. And Lady Startup from the Mamma Mia podcast platform was the winner of the Business and Marketing Award. Does being a celebrity yourself mean instant business success? Let's find out. Nat, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Now tell me, I was reading that you used to charge friends and family 20 cents for you to sing in front of them. So Mm. I was wondering if you've always had the entrepreneurial gene. (laughs) Clearly. I tried to sell sneakers to my sister too. Did you? Yeah. My mum bought them for me for my birthday and then I tried to on-sell them to my sister and my parents thought, you can't do that. And I went, but they're mine. I don't understand. This is a great business mind. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And that was a snippet from an episode published in March of this year with singer performer TV host and business owner Natalie Bassingthwaite on whether celebrity equals success and if you already listen to Lady Startup you'll know that it's produced in seasons with interviews with business owners and some bonus content and it's hosted by Rachel Corbett who you might also know from Channel 10's The Project And I'd had the good fortune of meeting Rachel previously and caught up with her for a quick chat on Saturday night. And Rachel has a million years of radio experience. She's head of Mamma Mia podcasts and she has her own podcasting school called Pod School. So if you happen to be thinking of turning your hand to podcasting, that might be one to check out. Okay, next up, I have a little confession to make. As a workplace psychologist, I'm ashamed to admit that I hadn't come across The Pineapple Project with Claire Hooper before. It's also an ABC podcast and it's designed to help you take control of your career. Turn right at the next intersection. Oh, I missed the turn. How long till I'm at work? Recalculating. Work is many, many minutes away. Uh, I'm so behind. Between meetings and emails and phone calls and brainstorming and lunch, there's never enough time. Claire, you have 1,440 minutes in the day, just like everyone else. Siri, so judgy. What's on the agenda for today? You have two meetings. The first with former Foreign Minister Julie Bishop. She is famously on time. You are, of course, running late. Not yet. Maybe. Then what? Then you're speaking to time management expert Kate Christie. Irony. Oh, good. I need that. She's going to teach us what super organised people know that we don't so that we can take back control of our schedule, be more productive and maybe even leave on time. Also, Siri. Yes? Do I have time for a coffee? Claire Hooper is a comedian with plenty of radio experience and the Pineapple Project keeps things really light and entertaining not in least because of Claire's lovely style, with plenty of interviews both with experts but also just with busy career people about how they do what they do. So it's really fun and informative. And Annabelle Crabb was a recent guest on The Pineapple Project, which, by the way, was named The Pineapple Project after the slang term for our $50 note, which is known as a pineapple due to its colour, I assume. That's for our non-Australian listeners or anyone who might not have come across the fact that we call our $50 notes pineapples. 
as when the podcast, The Pineapple Project, started out, the emphasis was on helping listeners to kind of get it together with their money, but it has since sort of evolved into more of a work and career emphasis. But I needed to know why it was called The Pineapple Project, so I did that bit of research for you. Anyway, back to Australian political journalist, TV presenter and author Annabelle Crabb. And she is a podcast host. She posts, she posts, she hosts Chat 10 Looks 3 with her friend, colleague and fellow political journalist and TV presenter Lee Sales. And this is quite a well-known podcast. Now you may listen to this already and it won not one but two awards on Saturday night. It won the Literature, Arts and Music Award and the TV, Film and Pop Culture Award. Here we are. Me, Annabelle Crabb, and introduce yourself. Belinda. <laughs> Belinda's doing my makeup. Why don't you say hello? Um, my name's Annabelle. I'm already <laughs> beautiful. So, uh, actually, Belinda's already made me up. And uh, we're about to do to Belinda possibly the worst thing you can ever do to a makeup artist, which is do you mind if we just knock over a podcast while you're simultaneously <laughs> trying to paint the face of one of the people talking? And you should and have seen her face when we <laughs> floated it. It was like someone had dropped a very stinky, yeah. you know what. Uh, which coincidentally, uh, Lee's also, also done. So that's um, <laughs> a, just a double bad morning for Belle, really. Belle is already filthy because now I'm laughing. She's trying to do my eyes and it's yeah. just, you know, she's uh, an absolute look, hiding to nothing. We all had reservations when this bold plan was pitched, let's be honest. But where, where, where are we? We're in a um, we're in a prop studio, yeah, somewhere deep in Sydney's inner west. And can I also just say, look, Belinda deserves having a life made hell because just a second ago, mm. you make my dreams came come true came on the radio, and I said I love Hall and Oates, and Belinda goes, "Of course you do." <laughs> well, if I were here, I would have said exactly the same thing. So <laughs> Belinda's just carrying on my role. Chat Ten Looks Three is an independent podcast in which, in their words, Crab and Sales discuss what they're reading, watching, cooking, listening to or irrationally exhilarated by. And it's fun and it's kind of bonkers and it rests largely on the chatty banter between Crab and Sales as friends and colleagues, but it also touches on current affairs, what's on TV and Netflix and what's happening in their lives behind the scenes. And despite winning two awards on the night, Annabelle and Lee couldn't make it to the awards event on Saturday, it being the day, of course, of our federal election and all. So they were both otherwise engaged, which is a shame because I would rather have liked to have met them given the opportunity. But they did do a cross to a couple of pre-recorded clips of the two of them saying their thanks for the awards, which was entertaining largely because although they knew they'd won, they didn't actually know what they'd won the awards for because they were nominated in so many different categories. So nothing much really made a whole lot of sense, which really kind of, I think, conveyed the quirky flavour of their podcast too. So I have two more picks for you from the night that I have been immersing myself in over the last few days and both for very different reasons. The first is the winner of the Best Interview Show Award, which is a podcast called The Five of My Life, hosted by Nigel Marsh. And I had not heard of this show at all, but I was intrigued when it won because as the host of an interview show myself, I'm always up to learn from other interviewers and experts. This is The Five of My Life with me, Nigel Marsh. The series where I talk to notable people about five of their defining things. The way it works is my guests always choose a favourite film, book, song, place and possession. 
They tell me their choices in advance so I can research them, but they don't tell me why they've chosen them. That's the subject of our conversation. So I've started listening to The Five of My Life and I'm not at all disappointed. The host, Nigel March, who has a delightful British accent, chats to prominent personalities about their favourite books, films, songs, places and possessions and explores the stories behind those. And he's really engaging and he's chosen great guests, including Rosie Waterland, who I listened to on my walk into the office this morning. Uh, There's also radio and TV personalities, sports people, politicians, lots of others. They're all smart, interesting people that he talks to. And they're great conversations. So I have the episodes, interviews with Osha Ginsberg and Todd Sampson lined up to listen to next on my walks to and from the office. And my final pick is something completely different and a bit of a nostalgia choice for me. It's Tony Martin's Sizzletown, which won the Best Comedy Award. Give us a bell. I should point out we are once again recording at Matt's house because Podworks in Richmond, I'm afraid, was entirely booked out. Mamma Mia are recording 17 new podcasts about having children, so we couldn't get in there. So, yeah, back at Matt's, and I'm assuming that means we only have... Three. Three sound effects for... I, I don't understand... To me, it doesn't make... They're at work. Okay. Sorry. All right. Now, this one is best listened to from the first episode to give it any chance of making any sense whatsoever. It's really quirky humour that's not necessarily to everyone's taste, although clearly to a lot of people's taste, as they did win the Comedy Award. And I've been a fan of Tony Martin's work since he started with the comedy team The Degeneration on Breakfast Radio in Melbourne in the late 1980s. And I'll admit to a major fangirl moment on Saturday night when I realised that I was standing right behind him as we entered the theatre to take our seats. I didn't say anything. I just enjoyed the moment. So Tony Martin's Sizzle Town, described as the world's first late night call-in podcast and hosted by comedian and broadcaster Tony Martin with Matt Dower as the producer and right-hand man, I guess. And they do these delightful, or at present at least, these delightful variations at the beginning of each episode on their sponsor announcements that are all very entertaining. It's all completely mad, but rather funny. So definitely one to listen to if you're a fan of comedy. So that's my wrap up of the Australian Podcast Awards. I hope I've inspired you to try a few new Australian podcasts if you don't listen to these ones already. There were many more that are worth a mention, including Still Jill, which is a short series podcast produced by the ABC and presented by Jill Emberson. And Jill is a journalist and radio presenter who was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in 2016. And Still Jill shares her story of living life with death in sight and it won the documentary and storytelling award and then there's wrong skin which is a true crime investigation podcast by the age that won both the investigative journalism and true crime i can't say that true crime award and the podcast of the year which was the big award of the night 
It's the true story of two young lovers forbidden from being together who vanish in the Kimberley region of northern Western Australia. And 11 months later, one body's found, but there's been no trace of the other and there's no mention of it. So it's an investigation into that true story. So we're back to usual programming next week with a fascinating guest interview, two guests, in fact. We're back to talking about psychology and well-being and happiness and our health. And before being swept up in podcast awards fever, I had had my head firmly planted in a fascinating book and it's called The Talking Cure, Normal People, Their Hidden Struggles and the Life-Changing Power of Therapy. And in next week's episode, I'm talking to the authors of that book, Professor Gillian Straker and Dr. Jackie Winship. And we're talking about the book and what it contains and the stories that it contains. And that in itself is fascinating. But we're also talking about relational psychotherapy, which is a particular and fascinating form of therapy, a little different from perhaps some of the more prevalent forms of therapy at present, if I can put it that way, and what we can learn when we pay attention to the dynamics between people and within ourselves. And here's a little sneak peek. The therapist is sort of paying attention to what is going on in the client and also in themselves to form hypotheses about what it might be that creates difficulties for the client and then sort of honing those hypotheses in collaboration with the client because we can never fully know another person's experience. We have to sort of keep mirroring that back to them in a way and getting their response or reaction to it. So sort of learning from the patient, also breaking down the division between patients and therapists as if all the knowledge is in the therapist to try to see what is the knowledge between us. That is next week's episode. It's episode 47 of the Potential Psychology Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our special episode today, something a little different, but I'm looking forward to being back with you and our guest series from next week. I'll see you then. Thank you.